Hello everybody, welcome once again. As we continue on in the study we're doing of the New Testament, and uh, we've been working through this for a long time together, every week, working through about a chapter a week, um, and uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've covered this, we've, we've done the Gospels, and we did the book of Acts, and springing out of the book of Acts, we've started on the letters that Paul wrote in the order we believe he wrote them. Um, today we're finishing up the book of Romans, we'll be in Romans chapter 16 today, and uh, Paul, in, in this chapter, as we read it, you'll see he really is sending greetings to a lot of people, and it just um, it speaks to me of the importance of community, and so we'll touch on that together in our reading today. Um, and I know if you, if you watch this, it's going to be delayed a week or two on uh, television, but um, today is actually Ash Wednesday, and, um, and so you might have seen some activity at some of the other churches that you may not have seen normally as people... Um, uh, celebrate Ash Wednesday, and uh, um, it, it marks the beginning of the season of Lent, which is a 40-day season preparing us for Easter. Um, and uh, uh, Easter, you know, is a main event in Christendom, uh, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's, it's what we celebrate every week, but it's, the, it's you know, the, the, the main sort of event of our lives and that we remember every year as well. And uh, during the season of Lent, you're really supposed to be thinking about three sort of main ideas of, of prayer and fasting and giving. Those are the main topics that we're, we're to kind of think about and reflect on over the next 40 days. And uh, during the weekend services, we're going to be talking about those things. And I'm, I'm going to really uh, sort of uh, talk about um, the importance of those things in our spiritual walk, prayer, fasting, and, and giving, and, and particularly the importance of, the, uh, of staying connected to God in the midst of the, um, the spiritual battle that we're all involved in. And so we'll be looking at it from sort of that concept uh, in the weeks ahead. But uh, just so you, where you, you know where you are, today is Ash Wednesday, and uh, uh, it's the beginning of the, um, what, what's known as the Lenten season. So, you know, in a lot of... Uh, uh, Christendom, what they'll do now is they'll think about things that they're going to, you'll hear them say, you know, what are you going to give up for Lent? You've obviously heard that description, even if you haven't, didn't grow up in a, in a, in a church that celebrated Lent that way. Um, it, it's kind of an expression. And it's really not about um, giving things up. It's about reflecting over the season on your dependence on God. So the idea is that what you sort of take time to sacrifice over a 40-day period um, should heighten your, your sense of awareness for God in your life. And really, that's what it's all about. And that's what the, the season is all about. And really, that's what our lives are all about, understanding and realizing how desperately we need God and um, making sure that we sort of remember that as we go through life. Because sometimes we can get fairly... Um, uh, we think we're fairly independent. And, uh, and then we start living like we're just fine kind of without God, even though we may not think, you know, really think that or say that, but we start to live like that. And so um, this is supposed to um, help us connect with the idea of how desperately we need God, that we can't do anything apart from him. And, and uh, to really, you know, concentrate and focus on staying connected with him all of our lives. So that's kind of the season we're in, what we'll be talking about on the weekends. Today we're going to wrap up Romans 16, and um, I want to talk at, at the end of this, since primarily it's just a big um, say hello to this person and that person kind of verse, I want to talk a little bit about um, community, because that's what Paul really emphasizes here, and, and how we sort of, uh, at the Vineyard, um, 
really work towards establishing uh, people in community and into the things that God has called us to. And as we um, read Romans 16 together, I want you to think about this, the amazing transformation that's happened um, in Paul's life in Christ. Um, He goes from uh, Saul as he starts this journey, sort of a a lonely, hard-hearted, 30-year-old Pharisee, and uh, at this point in his life, he's, he's the Apostle Paul, who's a man of incredible warmth and love, uh, a man deeply involved in community um, and surrounded by um, a multitude of very close um, Christian friends in his life that are very, very important to him. And so it's this huge transforma- transformation that he's had in the course of his life. Romans 16, 27 verses. I'll read them to you. I will get some of the names pronounced correctly, and some of them won't be pronounced correctly and I can't even say correctly right, so really what difference does it make? I just thought I'd bring it up right up front that um, I'll get half these names close and the other half not so close. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, verse one, a sister of the church of uh, Sincrea. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you for she has been a great help to many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my uh, fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. How cool is that, by the way, that, they, that that's recorded? The first convert to Christ in the proverb of province of Asia. We get, to, we get to meet him in heaven. That's one of the people I'd like to see. Dude, you were the first one in that whole province recorded in the scripture. How cool is that? Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my relatives who have been in prison with me. They're outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, who I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apellus. Tested and approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena, no, Tryphena, pardon me, and Tryphosa. Tryphena and Tryphosa. <laughs> Probably twins. I don't know. I don't know. Those women who work hard in the Lord. They've got to be related with names like that. I don't know that, so that's, don't, don't go making doctrine out of that or anything. That's just something that came off from the top of my head. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet uh, Asyncritus, um, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the brothers with them. Greet Philo, Philo, Philologus, there we go, thank you. Julia, uh, Nerus, and his sister, Olympus, and all the saints with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you've learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I'm full of joy over you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, sends his greetings to you, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, Sosipater, my relatives. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, 
and our brother Cortus sends you their greetings. Isn't that interesting that they listed his profession in there? I wonder why. But I, I don't know. The, all of a sudden, here's this guy, and he happens to be the city's director of public works. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all nations might believe and obey him, to the only wise God be glory forever through Christ Jesus, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Just so you know those last three verses in the earliest um, manuscripts that we have, um, in some of the earliest manuscripts is actually at the end of, of chapter 14. But uh, they were at the end of one of those chapters. So there you go. So um, to me, what I got out of that as we close this letter, you know, Paul's talked a lot uh, throughout Romans about um, the church and what it means to be the church and he's dealt with the, the big uh, difficulties and he's talked about division and here he's, he's talking about how amazing it is to be involved in community um, with other believers and what a gift it is from uh, the Lord for us and, and even though um, it can sometimes be a little difficult as Paul has been talking about and sometimes people don't always see eye to eye that overall, the blessing of community is, is one of the greatest gifts that God has given us here um, while we wait for his return. Because we really need one another. Um, we, we can't find life uh, in him apart from the context of community. Um, everything that uh, we develop um, happens really in community. The fruit of the Spirit, if you ever read about what the Spirit develops in us, it happens in the context of community. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Um, all those only make sense in the context of community um, because you can't develop them apart from community. You really can't because you, you, you have no way of interacting with people for patience and, and for all the things that are required in the context of community. So um, with that in mind, what I just wanted to do briefly is uh, talk about a process we have here to assist in developing community. And, uh, and we, we have this thing we follow based on an acronym that we developed called FOUND. I haven't talked about this for a while, but FOUND is all about fostering outward, upward, natural disciples. It's, uh, it's part of our uh, DNA, if you would. Fostering upward, outward, natural disciples. And there's actually a process in place um, that happens even, even when we're not, you know, it's there. It's just always underneath things, making things happen. And, and so um, uh, the process actually comes out of First Peter 2, 9 and 10. And uh, those verses say this. This is out of the message paraphrase. But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instrument to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. And I want to talk about that process. And we see that process in the work of Paul's life. I pointed that earlier, how he went from this lonely, sort of very hard person to a person surrounded by community and, and much beloved because of what the Lord had done in his life. And it's what the Lord wants to do in all of our lives in process with him. And so there's, there's four things I want to talk about just briefly. And then we'll, we'll have an early night tonight. Um, and, and this is the process of found. The first one is that you, you need to be found by Jesus. That's the starting point. 
First um, uh, Peter two nine. You are you're the ones chosen by God, and to be found by Jesus. Um, and I'm sure you know most of you here on a Wednesday probably already get this. But but that means that you've you've um, you've you've come to Christ. You're saved, and you've and you've been baptized, or you're in the process of one or both of those things. That's where all, all the entire journey starts. We have to come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's how we begin the process of community. If you haven't done that, you need to do it. We talk about that here all the time. You have to accept what happened um, for us on the cross, what Jesus did um, for us there so that we could be reconciled to God. All of us, because of our sin, are separated from God. We'll never be good enough in our own strength. No matter how hard we try, we can't get there. But God has made a way for us in Christ. Our part in that is to receive what he's done and to... uh, to ask God to forgive us our sins, which he'll do, and then to invite and accept Jesus into our heart and life. If you've never done that, I want to encourage you to do that. That's where community starts in, in, in the church and in Christendom. It starts with knowing the Savior. And if you've never done that, you need to do that. We'd be happy to pray with you, happy to pray with you a simple prayer. Come and see me afterwards if you want. Uh, and it's a very simple prayer to get that started. It just is a prayer of humility and faith. It says, I've messed up, and, and you, you just say that to God, and he, he understands, and you ask him to forgive you, and he does, and then in faith, you invite and accept Jesus into your heart and into your life as your Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, we need to take care of that. Having done that, um, Jesus taught us also that we needed to be baptized. Uh, and if you haven't been baptized, we need to take care of that. We've got one coming up right the day before Easter. Um, but that's something that needs to happen. If you haven't been baptized, you need to get baptized. It's not a, it's a non-negotiable. It has to take place. And so, um, so we need to make sure that happens. But those are the, those are the beginning steps of community. And so um, that's where it all starts uh, in, in this process. And that's about being found by Jesus. And it's the entrance into community. Second thing, so found by Jesus, how we start. Second thing uh, in this process um, is that you found a friend. He found a friend, 1 Peter 2, 9, uh, the second part. Chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people. So having been saved and baptized, then you're called into the community of God's holy people. And uh, this, um, this idea of holiness, we've talked about that. Sometimes people have an idea of, of holiness, and, the, and the, their concept is that, um, that it's... It's sort of what it looks like to go up and live by yourself on a mountaintop. That the people who separate from themselves and go and do that are the most are the holiest people uh, in the world. And I don't believe that to be true. I'm not picking on what they do, but Jesus demonstrated holiness for us in its in its perfection, and He did that among people. And so, um, to me, this concept of holiness is developed in community um, as we learn to live well in the midst of other broken people. Um, we're broken, other people are broken, and real holiness looks like living well in the midst of that community. So um, we need to connect with God's people. We need to connect with God's people. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I want to encourage you. And of course, you're here on Wednesday, so you already got to have that. But you need to do stuff like this. You need to come in the middle of the week and hang out and come to Bible study and come for meals. Um, uh, get involved in one of the other groups if you, if you can't get to this one, the, the women's group, the, the boundaries group, the, the freedom for life group, the affinity groups that happen. Um, connect with one another outside of here. Go and do fun things that you like to do. Um, you know, go, go fishing, go out for dinner, go to lunch with other people in community. But, but you have to be actively involved in the process. 
And so we're, we're always trying to help people in, in that direction, that you get more and more connected, involved, because we need you and you need the church. And so we're, we're, we're working on those things all the time, and they have to be developed. Some people um, find it very easy to connect, and other people don't, because everybody's different. And so, um, you know, we want to encourage you to keep plugging away if you don't feel connected until you start to feel connected. So find a meeting that you like, find a group that you like, um, and then get as involved as you possibly can. And then um, the third sort of idea in this process of community is that you found a job. That always sounds funny to me, but, but we needed something that worked there. First uh, Peter 2.9, um, we're God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. So um, in this process, we're called um, into community, and then we're, we're given... Um, ministry all of us we're, we're called to be his ministers called to be ambassadors for him we've talked about that and uh and we're we're called to serve um, not to be served just like jesus and so everyone um as they they come to know christ and and have been baptized and then um are you know getting more and more involved and are you know finding friends um then then they need to find themselves ministry an opportunity to to give back um with what's going on and so um, ultimately, everybody should be involved in some ongoing sort of ministry on a regular basis. Uh, and whatever it looks like, if it's every week or every month or every quarter, I don't know. But, but involved somewhere in an opportunity to give back and to stay connected. And really, we have a, a virtually endless supply of, of uh, uh, ministry opportunities here uh, at the church. Um, we have hospitality all the time going on. Um, we, we feed so many people, it's really kind of fascinating. Um, if you ever get a chance, just kind of step back and watch sometimes what's going on here on a Sunday morning. Sometimes I actually can't look back there because there's so many people coming in. I just kind of have to focus up until they sort of get into the building. But um, there's hundreds of people. Um, uh, we're, we're running about 1,000 people plus on the weekends right now, and a lot of them are eating. Um, the <laughs> they never stop making coffee. From the time, um, some people show up here at six on Sunday mornings and then we, we usually show up, Doug and I, a little after seven, right around seven, and people are coming in. But from the time, even before we get here, they've started making coffee, it never stops. And at its peak, it's just ridiculous. Um, and then, you know, all the things that are going on, there's, there's, there's the constant supply of bagels. So always um, do this too. You know, sometimes I know it, it's... Uh, um, always appreciate those people that are serving there. They're doing an amazing job. Um, always, you know, if you can, give them a word of kindness and appreciate them and, uh, and just encourage them um, because uh, it's a huge thing that happens. It's a constant process. And so um, they're, they're all involved. Um, and it's a great ministry. I, I think, you know, as we demonstrate radical hospitality to the world, it, it makes a difference. We are tearing down some of the stereotypes that have sort of plagued the church um, for a long time by, by just saying, look, we're, we're, we're not pretending. We're here on purpose, and we, we want to love you well, and this is all part of how we do that. And so um, there's, there's that, and there's, you know, the place always needs cleaning. There's, there's, we need, we've got greeters, but they, they always need stuff too. There, we have prayer ministry ongoing in, in the, during the service and uh, all those things. We, we're adding to the worship teams all the time. We need people that will run affinity groups of all sorts um, to get involved with children's church, maintaining the property, um, 
we need foyer foyer volunteers and people that will wave signs and we need volunteers in the office and help us with the outreaches and um, you know at the at the very least everyone should be involved in encouraging two people a day that's a that's an everybody ministry um, and we've said that from the beginning but everybody at the at the bare minimum should be being thankful for five things and encouraging at least two people that's that's kind of the, the everybody can do ministry and so get involved wherever you can, um, because as you give uh, in, in those ways, and you know, part of this whole Lenten season about, about us giving, as you, as you give in those ways, God always meets you back in the process. And so, and so you, you, found, uh, you, you get found by Jesus, and then you, you found a friend, and then you're working on finding a job, or you got one. Um, and then ultimately you have to sort of think about that you found a home. Now I know some of you are here in the winter, but we'll be happy to be your winter home. Uh, and uh, but for those of us that are all here all the time that that you know you've moving through that process and you consider this the place where God has planted you first Peter 2:10 uh, from nothing to something from rejected to accepted and so as a believer uh, a disciple uh, a person living in in um, relationship to God this is really an important part of it connecting belonging serving and realizing okay this is where I fit this is my family this is my home and uh, I think Paul just demonstrates this, this picture so well. You can see uh, in his life the people who've, um, that he's surrounded himself with that are involved actively in the ministry that God's called him to and them to, uh, who are with him uh, in the things that he does. And they've all, they're all very important and have their own things that God's called them to, uh, and they work together in that process. And so there's something about being a part of community in Christ that, as I said when we started, is one of the most amazing blessings that we'll have this side of heaven uh you know it's as you know to me it's as an amazing thing as is the privilege we have of worship of um the connection that we have with god is this connection that we have with others and then uh the ability to go out and tell people about who jesus is and so that's kind of the idea of community that we're running through um every step along that process uh, is a victory i think um, you know, obviously our mission of one more is about getting people into that first, making that first hurdle of knowing Jesus. That, that's um, a huge thing, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, and then we want to encourage their growth all along the way, that they, they get connected by finding a friend, that they, they get more and more involved by finding something to do. And then they go, hey, this is where I want to be. And, and uh, they become a part. So that's uh, what we're going to talk about uh, for today on community and as we've uh, wrapped up Romans 16 we'll start a brand new um, uh, letter next week and I'm not exactly sure which one I haven't got to it yet I don't remember what's next in the order but I will uh, before next Wednesday um, have it figured out and uh, and we'll do that one together and it's still Paul we've still got quite a few of his letters left so we'll work on that so I don't know what to tell you to prepare for um, just just prepare for the whole thing read the entire New Testament and uh, before next Wednesday and then you'll be ready. Uh, if you're watching by video, thank you so much. Uh, if you're on television watching us, thank you so much. We appreciate you doing that. We know how valuable your time is, and uh, we appreciate you spending these moments with us. We hope to see you sometime. Come and visit here, if you can, uh, at the Vineyard on Big Pine. If you need prayer, you can go to our website, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Keysvineyard.com. Go to the prayer page and uh, put in your request, and we will be praying for you. Uh, other than that, we're going to be done here for this evening, and we'll see you soon.